What's going on, y'all? This is Jose from Positively Cynical. I'm here with my friend. Introduce yourself, friend. Uh, what's up? Question here. How's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good. It's going pretty good. Um, I don't know. I'm having a fairly nice Saturday today. Uh, feeling, feeling, feeling happy. Got some exercise. Got up early. Got my dog to the to the off leash hours for a bit. He had some fun. We went for a walk. I'm feeling I'm feeling fine today. How about you? What about you? Question. I'm good. It's a Saturday. Can't complain. Uh, I don't know if I've been as active as you. It's still early for me, so I'm sure I'll get around to whatever it is I have to do after this. Whenever that'll be. <laughs> yeah, I need a good workout. I need to get back into that routine. My, uh, I got I got this uh, sciatica thing that kind of paralyzes me every once in a while. You've seen it, you know it. And if I don't if I don't stay active, uh, I'm pretty fucked over there. So, yeah, the old man stuff. It happens to, I guess it happens eventually to the to all of us, doesn't it? So, yeah, it happens to the best of us, and then it always happens to the rest of us too at some point. <laughs> True. Anyways, I'm glad you're having a good Saturday. It's a Saturday. You'll be active after this. You'll get your you'll get your moves in after this. That's the uh, plan. Get your steps in. I should go for a walk at some point, probably after this. I actually did that earlier, so there you go. Fantastic. That's you good. Catch up That's with good. me. I need to stay with that. I'm having some coffee. It's like re- relatively. It's like two thirty in the afternoon. This is my last coffee of the day. I didn't get much sleep last night, but that's okay. I can still I can still function. I'm on nature's coffee, man. Just pure old adrenaline. Pure none, old adrenaline. Of that caffeine, none of that caffeine stuff. At least not right now. I mean, I drink a little too much of it, I think. I think I should wean myself off of that a little bit. But sometimes when I got a function to have a conversation with y'all, I need a little bit of caffeine to move myself along. I mean, good for you question that you're like running on, on pure nerves and steel. And all that Damn stuff. right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're a better man than me, at least in this aspect of, of existence. I'll bite my tongue. What? what? Uh, give you a compliment. <laughs> we, all have, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> I'll bite my tongue. <laughs> we all have our strengths and weaknesses. That's not a backhanded compliment. That's a that's a that's a compliment, my friends. But it's more compliments than you've given me over the years, my friend. Uh, well. I, I don't know if I've ever counted compliments backhanded or, or, otherwise. or compared compliments, but I guess I'll take a compliment whenever I can get one backhanded or otherwise. So, so thank you for what it's worth. Okay, fine. I won't qualify. You're a better man than me, Lyle. Are you happy? You're a better man than me. Um, let's move on to, to the, to the introductions <laughs> for the week. I'm not even going to give you a chance to respond to that. You can bite your tongue to that for that one too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, as y'all know, this is Positivity Cynical Podcast. We are recording remotely. If there are any sound issues or artifacts, y'all know what to do. Slide into our DMs at Positively Cynical Podcast, where all of your favorite social medias are sold. Uh, you can check us out at hashtag Positively Cynical Podcast. That is the easiest way to find us everywhere and anywhere, or hashtag Positively Cynical. Those are the two easiest ways to find us everywhere and anywhere on any social media or search engine. Um, and of course, the best way to support your favorite podcast is to like, rate, share, subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts. 
Uh, that's probably the best way to spread the word about your friends and comments as well on our social medias is a wonderful, wonderful way to spread the word about your favorite podcast crew. And what a ironic thing for me to say. Is it ironic? Ironic? I know ironic is a difficult thing to define. I might be def- defining it wrong here um, because I'm, I'm, I'm plugging the heck out of us, plugging the, the, the shit out of us on social media. And we're talking about social media today. Yeah, I just realized the uh, irony of your comment, considering I picked that up uh, about two seconds after you said it. But I, I guess it's a necessary evil nowadays. It is a necessary evil. Or is evil. it? And we're maybe going to talk about that. Or is it? Exactly. And and uh, if that's irony or not, I can't necessarily define right now. So slide into our DMs and tell me if I'm wrong about that being irony. Uh, anyways, yes, social media is what we're going to talk about today with a focus on Facebook um and the companies that facebook owns the social media entities that facebook owns which includes instagram and whatsapp um whatsapp actually being something that i want to focus on which i mean well it has been focused on in the last week or so because of a few things but we'll get to that uh anyways let's get started i guess you ready to go here question sir uh yeah all right yeah Let's move into this. The first thing that I want to talk about in our conversation today is let's talk about the little beginnings of social media and what we remember about that. You remember MySpace? Uh, barely, but I kind of recall MySpace. Did you, was, did you have a MySpace page? Um, I think I had the MySpace page, oddly enough, towards the end of MySpace, or I guess what we all assume to be the end of MySpace, because technically MySpace isn't really gone, right? It's just more or less forgotten pretty much i think it's gone now but i could be wrong it's i mean that's that's about how ubiquitous it is at the moment um it's i think i saw it still live a few years ago us being in 2021 i don't think i i don't think i checked on the 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 proof of life or the status of MySpace in 2020. So I don't think I would be able to tell you if it still exists. Although well, it's kind of funny. I mean, if it does, how, they probably would, would, would be really happy and smiling right now. I, would imagine. I was going to say how, how far they've fallen. Right. I mean, they were pretty much the grandfather of all this stuff. And to even say that eh, may or may not exist. I care not to know. And I care not to find out kind of, <laughs> speaks volumes as to where MySpace is in the realm of uh, cultural zeitgeist right now, pretty much. Well, relatively that, non-existent. That is the incredible research I'm doing uh, for this podcast and that I don't know whether or not MySpace exists or not <laughs> anymore. But you know what? I'm going to do I'm going to go find out if MySpace <laughs> exists. And, and lo and behold, MySpace exists. By the way, The weekend nears album completion, says it's only missing, quote unquote, characters this is what i'm seeing on myspace myspace is nice right now wow. is myspace like an actual like is it like a website i mean is that what it's become because i think well, I, if i'm not mistaken didn't like justin timberlake buy it way back when when facebook just started to blow up in myspace kind of fell by the wayside i think he was going to turn it into something and you kind of i guess if that meant you know non-existent and irrelevant well he turned it into that because i haven't heard anything about him or that since I mean, it looks like a platform for artists and and news. Um, Well, there you go. Which is something different, which is far different from what it was initially. Uh, I mean, MySpace still exists, everybody. Um, And it looks like a it looks like a a website, I guess, whatever that that means to you question. 
Um, you know, there's a big front page banner that that's scrolling news on the top left. I don't know if you're looking at MySpace right now. Probably. No, I'm uh, looking. I'm looking to see who owns it. It says on February 11th, 2016, it was announced that MySpace and its parent company have been purchased by Time Inc. for 87 million. 87 million. That's a lot more than they thought it would have gone for. Time Inc. was then in turn purchased by the Meredith Corporation on January 31st, 2018, according to Wikipedia. So someone owns it, and then, well, there you go. It's it's in existence. You're, you're, you're proof of that, right? Everybody. It's good to know. You, I don't know if it's even a social media page anymore, to be honest with you. I could probably sign in, but I would have to go and, like, look in my email and, like, I'm sure I have. I still have a MySpace, right? I don't think they canceled my MySpace. I don't know. I'm not going to check that right now. <laughs> That's um, going to be like, what, 20 years old at this point? Jeez. If anything, I'll do a follow-up on MySpace. Yeah, I mean, it is about 20 years old, right? Because it was when we were in college that MySpace was was very ubiquitous. When Facebook was starting, right, when we were in college about, because Mark Zuckerberg is approximately our age, or around our, around our age, if I'm not mistaken. Um. I think it was right after, I because I, I don't I don't recall, I recall Napster, which I guess was a social media platform in and of itself, I guess for music back in the day, but right. Facebook I think was right after college, not too long after. Now I I'm sure if it were a well, college thing, it would have been oh man. It had to be not too long after because Mark Zuckerberg is 37 years old, so he's four years younger than I am, and about four well, years younger you than you're, you're about to be. Uh, so he, yeah, he's 37 years old, so I, I guess that would be about 2004, 2005. 1905-ish, probably. Uh, and became ubiquitous. Um, well, not became ubiquitous, but around when it started. Uh, but yeah, MySpace is still a thing in existence, and I, I bet you, I bet you that, that Tom is the happiest motherfucker on earth uh, right about these days. He's off smiling somewhere with his millions, billions. I don't know how much he sold it for. He sold it for a lot of money. Not billions, I'm sure. But <laughs> probably not billions. He's not as rich. He's nowhere near as rich as any as Mark Zuckerberg, which sure, he's smiling in his own way. But like Tom's got his money and he's just like, I ain't got to deal with shit. I ain't got to deal with nobody. I ain't got to deal with nothing. I'm just going to like sit here. In my pose that I am a, a mortally like kind of I'm kind of immortalized in just sitting staring over my shoulder like hey guys I'm just Tom this is my this is my space and y'all can just hang out here if you want. Well, I was going to say considering the week that Facebook had that might not be the worst position to be in if you think about it. I right. One hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. That's what I am saying. Mark, I mean, Mark Zuckerberg. You know, as much as he seems like a robot and possibly is, um, even if he's a robot, he's probably having a tough fucking week having to, like, compute so many more things and figure out how to how to outmaneuver the media and world governments. Maybe more emotion has been uh, <laughs> digitally uploaded in the mm. past week. That's not his style. <laughs> no, it's not. not. A, that's not his style. No, it's not at all. Shout out to South Park. Right, shout out to South Park for the <laughs> for the style reference. Um, South Park definitely took him down uh, in a, in a great way, I think. But yeah, man, MySpace. MySpace was a thing once upon a time. I remember you had like you could put music on your page. Oh yeah, and like you know, it was it was kind of designed around being a website instead of a feed. Well, things were a little bit different then. MySpace never became anything like what Facebook is. 
No, Facebook yeah. is pretty much like MySpace on steroids. Or it was, you know, it always kind of takes the first idea, right? Or the first concept for somebody to then build on and then make it better. So the first of something, a lot of times it's kind of like, I wouldn't say the sacrificial lamb, but it's like the prototype for someone else to build on that better. And then just knock the original out of the way. <laughs> I mean, it really is generally. That's like how it occurs, though, in a lot of instances, in, in my opinion as well. There's always that first sacrificial lamb. It's kind of starts out an industry and then like just doesn't perfect it. Somebody comes along and says, I'm just going to like steal that idea basically and make it better and do what, what the Zuck did, which is essentially like, um, you know, turned it into something that became incredibly profitable by, by data mining and, and ads and all that good stuff. But yeah, either way, yeah, MySpace is still in existence. Let's talk about the early days of Facebook. Um, do you remember about when you got Facebook? Facebook started in 2004. Um, Sounds about right. February 4th, 2004. Large launch from, from his Harvard dormitory room uh, as, as reference from Wikipedia. So 2004 is when it, when it became a thing. And by 2006, 2007, it was already starting to to explode do you remember when when you first got a facebook account you know i honestly don't actually i really can't think of it um it just feels like it's been around forever at this point i mean it's something that's fairly new but it's just been so ingrained into everything now that i i I can't honestly i can't remember i think you can't remember uh, when facebook didn't exist in your life not that when it didn't exist but when Essentially, it didn't permeate seemingly everything that we do nowadays. Um, I never thought that something like that would have as much influence as it does over everything we do, it seems. Even things that you wouldn't think that Facebook or other social media platforms would be, uh, I guess, heavily involved in. Turns out, well, between what you mentioned, the data mining, the advertising... I mean, they have their they have their feet in everything. VR, I mean, yeah. AI. I mean, do you remember? I I honestly can't remember. It's been I guess it's been a while. Since remember I had a Facebook what? Account. When you got your Facebook account? I do remember when I got a Facebook account. It was about two thousand eight, two thousand seven, maybe. Uh, and it was at really only at the time because I think because my my uh, girlfriend at the time had Facebook. You remember her? Uh, <laughs> I think you forced me to get Facebook actually when it first came out, or not when it first came out, but eventually. That sounds like something I would do. I was really yeah, it like, does. hey, this thing is great. You could like hang out with people that you haven't seen in a long time, like and and reconnect with them, which is initially what I guess I I liked about Facebook. I don't know if you ever remember that being a positive thing, or if you remember anything positive about Facebook. Well, I mean, you know I me; mean, I'm not the biggest Facebook social media person. I I kind of think. Because you, of that, not, not, I mean, not to say, oh, you know, it's not wonderful to connect with people, but well, you're a lurker it, on Facebook because you've you've liked some of my shit and then like unliked it so that you can disappear back into the ether. Well, the I, I don't know. It just part of me just kind of feels like I mean, I understand what Facebook is for, but again, I mean, there's such a heavy reliance on it that people kind of forget how to use 
I don't want to. I don't want to sound like an old man here, but I mean, whatever happened to a telephone, you know, or 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 a letter, or just good old fashioned conversation, right? I mean, those days are seemingly behind us. That's what it seems. I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. I would say that people are still generally having some connections. I just think that for people who have difficulty forming social connections, and this is me totally assuming being an asshole, but um, I mean, it's it's something for that, that it's an unhealthy way for people who don't really have a lot of real life social connections to form some sort of social connections. But, Very much so. As long as you have real life social connections that are healthy, I think it's totally okay to be on Facebook and to connect with people on Facebook or Instagram or whatever else within reason. And we can we can definitely talk about whatever that reason within reason is um, at some point. But I remember like one of the things that I recall that was really great about Facebook is it was about, I think, 2009, 2010, I want to say. 2009 is probably the right number. But in in around 2009, this is when Facebook was still for actually like connecting with people, even though they were still data mining, they were doing all that kind of shit. They were, they were building what it became. Uh, you know, I remember, I don't even recall who started the conversation, but some people from grade school reached out and uh, we decided that we, we were going to go have a reunion, a quote unquote reunion of sorts uh, between all of us an impromptu reunion went and we went to the, uh, we went, we went for drinks in the neighborhood at a bar that I suggested. Um, you remember that bar, uh, the dart in, uh, mm. that, that we used to go to every once in a while. It was real close to where I lived for a long time where I grew up. Uh, but before that we went to the pizzeria that we used to go to in, in our neighborhood. Uh, actually rest in peace to the, to, to Jack, who was the, the pizza man that, uh, made our childhoods kind of memorable in terms of pizza, but used to bring pizza to the school. He knew everybody's name, that kind of, that kind of person. Um, and so he remembered all of us, you know, when we, when we had our little mini reunion at his place. Uh, and it was, it was just a really, really positive thing, really positive experience. That's what I, that's what Facebook definitely was and still is from time to time. And we had, we had some friends reach out to us recently about, uh, hanging out again after some high school friends, right? Uh, after hanging out or to hang out after all these years, uh, and we they reached out to us in a Facebook Messenger group, right? So it still can be positive, and I kind of remember those positive days of Facebook when that was what people really used it for. What I what I don't remember, and this may be where we can transition once you maybe talk about if you have any other thoughts about the early days of Facebook or what you felt was good about it or positive about it or what you used it for other than me forcing you to get it. Um, <laughs> but I feel like I, I don't remember when they started adding likes and, and, and because remember likes wasn't always a thing in Facebook. Likes was something that they added eventually down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that became I'm using I'm overusing this term probably today, but it became ubiquitous in all kinds of social media, right? That that instant dopamine hit that you get from a like. Well, it's interesting Go ahead. because as you're talking, um, I was reminded 
of, I guess, a couple episodes of South Park that have touched upon Facebook and its impacts on society, um, usually from a negative standpoint. It's weird at this point. I, 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 I agree with you. The original intent of, of Facebook was to be, I think, a place for people to reconnect, a place for people to to share their experiences themselves online on social media. Did you have um, a, a, an experience like the one I described maybe that would, would give you a positive vibe from the early days of Facebook? Oh yeah. I mean, there are definitely people that I've reconnected with that I've lost contact with over the years and it's good for that. For grade school, for, yeah. for high school. Oh yeah. Like that. Absolutely. Okay. All right. You know, but I mean, they're, I mean, it's sad to say when I think of Facebook nowadays, a lot of the things I think about, I guess are kind of more on the negative. I I don't know if that's a media thing or if that's just kind of how it, where it's evolved, but Facebook's kind of gone from this seemingly, I didn't, well, I wouldn't say it's unintentional, but this positive, Hey, let's reconnect. Let's, you know, let's, let's socialize and come together on a different platform in a different way to, now I can be somebody else and hide behind the persona. And as you mentioned before, as far as those that may not have the best social skills, uh, you can be someone totally different on Facebook. It's for a better crutch. or for worse. It's a crutch in many ways. Yes, very much so. Um, yeah. It's a place for you to share the, be- the best part of you without having to work on the worst part of you. Again. Or it's a place to show the worst of you without other people knowing that's the worst of you. Right, you can yeah. buy an identity mm-hmm. and just be an asshole, and some people might know, most people might not, but you hide behind, well, let's just say who you aren't, at least the face that you show to the world. I think close to half the planet has has, or there's like in, at least in terms of numbers, there's probably like multiple accounts and still some weeding out that they can do, but about three to three and a half billion people, I think, are on Facebook. In the, in, the, in the entire world Jeez. what That's, i what i what something that i'm sorry did you want do you want to say something no i was gonna say it's a lot of people <laughs> yeah a ton of people what what is interesting as well kind of when you talk about hiding behind an identity identity um and just being an asshole online the problem of trolls and misinformation and 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 all of that is it's even bigger than than i realized in researching this episode over the last couple of weeks kind of taking my time to to get a little information on it you know we'd like to be a little off the cuff and 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 go with uh, current events but we like to think that we have a a general knowledge of most of the things we talk about here and and definitely in some cases we have no idea what the fuck we're talking about but right right here right now what was crazy to me about the numbers Half the people in, on the planet have Facebook, right? The in recent years, I think since 2015 or 2016, Facebook has deleted about four or five times as many fake accounts. Uh, so that's the tune of like 12 to 15 billion. More than that, more people than exist on the planet are trolling you on Facebook. All right, then, what does that show? <laughs> exactly. What is that show? If there are more fake people on this planet than actual people, You're on this platform, right? All right, then. Yeah, that's that's something that that actually did blow my mind. I knew the problem of trolls, the problem of fake accounts. Uh, you know, trolls from all over the world, from uh, North Korea to Russia to China. I'm sure are are on Facebook. 
And I mean, there are in, entire countries that are troll farms, essentially. Um, they're on Facebook and they are spreading a ton of mis- misinformation and misrepresenting exactly who they are. And that is definitely one of the things that is a huge problem on Facebook, I would imagine. I mean, it's, it's to foment division. I mean, it's, it's something that people have been talking about for many, many years as the goal of Russia specifically, but it's not just Russia. It's, it's a lot of bad actors, both nations and otherwise, I feel like. What do you think? Well, it's interesting that and when all this stuff was going on was in 2016 with the presidential election uh, and other subsequent controversial issues that have occurred. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very interesting that the defense for Facebook has kind of always been, it's not our job, it's not our business to be the moderator. We're just the people who present the platform. And, you know, it's... I, 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 I've been kind of wrestling to see if that is something that Facebook or any of the social media platform should stand by. I, it's, it's a way of absolving themselves from guilt. Um, but they also kind of have a point, right? I mean, what's free speech unregulated if you don't have the ability to do that on a social media platform? I mean, is it Facebook or any other social media company's business to essentially say, hey, what you're putting out there is incorrect? I don't know. Legally, according to the to the good old constitution of the USA, I think most people would would pretty much agree that since they are not uh, a public entity, they are a private company, they have no requirement to censor or otherwise control the flow of speech on their platform. There is no legal requirement in the law. It is only the government that is is compelled by the First Amendment to protect the fright, the rights of free speech. Yeah. So you, I mean, very technically and, and realistically, it, it's it's not their problem, right? It's it's not, and it hasn't been. But it, 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 at the same time, it's kind of like, well, what is the final straw? You know, we seemingly the final straw was January sixth for all of these companies, right? But should it have been earlier? Should they have done anything? You know, it, it, and that's still a question I, I kind of wrestle with. I, I think once the insurrection, for lack of a better way of putting it, occurred, I think that I would probably say that was mine. I think most other people's final straw where you have like this guy always keeps on coming up over and over again, Donald Trump. He took social media and twisted it on his ear and essentially became president because of it. He weaponized it. Yeah. And he turned, he basically turned social media into, yeah, for lack of a better word, yeah, a weapon um, of misinformation to the point where it became pretty much, I don't want to say the norm, but it was expected that more often than not, what you would see on a social media platform, Facebook in particular, uh, may not be true. Um, or at least those that have influence in order to spread mistruths have the ability to have that mistruth go out faster. You know, it's very fascinating when you 
see these influencers or these people who, you know, never really had that much power, let's just say back in the past, that now all of a sudden, you know, they show things. Facebook, it's it's just, it's very, I keep on, I'm going to keep on going back to this. It's very fascinating how Facebook and other social media platforms have just woven themselves into society and just ingrained themselves. I don't think this is something that we can really uh, pull ourselves away from. It's oddly enough, kind of like a, an international addiction in a sense. You know, it's something that you hate, but you just can't seem to get enough of. I have Facebook. You have Facebook. Most of the people that I know have Facebook. And we're shooting on Facebook right now as we speak, correct? I mean, doesn't we mean are. that we're going to go and deactivate our accounts tomorrow, but we'll keep on talking shit about Facebook and how evil they are. Mm-hmm. It well, is hypocritical. I'm not going to lie. Because very much so. You consider that the only way that you actually can destroy Facebook, destroy, if, you, if that's what you're you're interested in doing or remove Facebook from the equation is to get yourself off of Facebook. You can't pay attention. You cannot, you cannot, Facebook will never disappear as long as you and I have a Facebook account, as long as everybody has a Facebook account. It doesn't even matter necessarily if you engage on Facebook. Facebook still has a, a, a metric shit ton of your data, which is how they make their money. So whether you engage with it or not anymore, unless everybody completely stops engaging with it tomorrow, I suppose, whether you engage with it or not anymore is not even a, a, a way to to make it less make us make us less reliant on Facebook. I mean, that's that's sort of the hypocrisy in it. I mean, it's it's kind of like we we all have these issues, but like you know, we talk about you could talk about Amazon being a bad company. I have an Amazon Prime account. I order things from Amazon from time to time. I, I mostly enjoy it for Amazon Prime Video, but I I partake in these things and. There is certainly, if you think about something like a Facebook, um, a a difficulty in pulling yourself away from it. When you think about how many apps and websites, at least I've switched to Google more so these days, but how many apps and websites give you the option and that you have used to sign up uh, with your Facebook credentials, right? Because almost Mm -hmm. every website is like, hey, you can sign up using your Facebook yeah, that's essentially connecting that that account for whatever you're doing, whether it's commerce or social media in some other form. It's connecting your interactions on that account to Facebook. Uh, what I generally do is I try not to do that with most apps these days. I try not to connect them to Facebook, but there's still so much information that Facebook is essentially using that makes it. I mean, for lack of a better way of putting this. Facebook is almost like its own country. It's more powerful, certainly, and Mark Zuckerberg is more powerful than a number of world leaders. I mean, he might be in the damn top 10, and if not number fucking one, if you want to get really crazy in terms of you know people on this planet who have inordinate amounts of power. And he wasn't elected to that office in any way, unless you consider capitalism and us all using Facebook as some sort of uh, some sort of permission for him to run the world in some sense. I mean, well, we kind of gave him the power, didn't we? I we mean, did. by, by signing up for Facebook and agreeing to their terms. Well, he's a billionaire. That's all it took. He's one of the richest men on earth. And yeah, he pretty much. I mean, he has Facebook has lobbying arms. They have they have people that they they have offices in Washington. They definitely have uh, the ear of politicians 
and other huh, government influencers, if you, if you want to call them that. Um, we have many lobbyists. Oh, many, yeah. Many lobbyists. Yeah, yes. who, who fight for their interest. That's the reason why for as much negative press as Facebook has gotten over the years, there's still, I mean, what's changed? Everybody says there ought to be a law that regulates Facebook. There ought to, there be, ought to be a law. Yeah. There ought to be things that, uh, you know, Facebook changes. But, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, how much has it really changed in the past? Well, shit, since it's, 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 it's existence. It really hasn't. Because, no well, shit, Facebook has a lot of money in order to make sure that that's the case. And it, it goes to kind of show how powerful and how valuable information is. Right? It's, it's fascinating what you can do and how Facebook has gotten this power. Um, just just by you willingly giving up your own information about yourself, even to the to the point of things that you like and dislike, mm-hmm. Facebook can take that information. Any social media uh, entity can take that information and sell it to the highest bidder. It's it's really it's just really fascinating how um, you know on an advertising standpoint, Facebook and other social media platforms are huge. You know, there, there are entire divisions in advertising agencies that are now devoted to social media. And there are some that are devoted to Facebook in particular. You know, Facebook goes out of their way in order to wine and dine a lot of advertising companies mm-hmm. in order to make sure that they're at the front of the list Think as more far as uh, advertising goes. It's a, it's, it's a huge market for them information. Think of what Facebook offers. I mean, in comparison to Google, who also has a, a large monopoly on information of a different kind. It's not personal information as much. It's certainly that as well. Google is certainly tracking your personal information. I would imagine, in general, the reason we're having this conversation is it's not quite to the same extent as Facebook, even if it's very close. Um, but you have to think about how Facebook acquires a lot of its information and and how other social media companies acquire a lot of their information for your ads, the ads that you see in Facebook. Have you ever has I've, I've shown I've shared this on my personal social media. Uh, I think I've shared this with you and I've shared this with others in the last couple of weeks. And there's a there's a thread on Twitter. Uh, I, I apologize that I cannot uh, cite the author, but uh, this is certainly not my my thought process. And this is certainly not my description. But um, the way that that social media companies acquire uh, a lot of your information, a lot of your your data, a lot of your preferences um, and a lot of, of, of things that they can send you in order to try to sell to you. Uh, number one, I mean, this is, this is in many cases whether your location data is on or not, but it sends your location to social media platforms. Um, when you sign up for most social media apps on your phone, most of them do not give you the option to turn off your location. And, and what that's doing in the background is turning on your location settings, even if it's briefly, in order to share your location with social media companies. I think Apple uh, is, has a way now to, to restrict that data, which is something that I have to give Apple a, a thumbs up for, even though I'm an Android user. Honestly, uh, thank God for Apple for that. That's when, I think they did that fairly recently. Um, they where they actually gave you the option to say, hey, do you want your information to be uh, mined and collected? No? Okay, click here. You know, I, I, that was something that, you know, as a burgeoning Apple user, I really appreciated. Um, I, I, I'm glad that, you know, at least someone is giving you the option not to have all of your stuff monitored and overseen so that they can flip it around on you mm-hmm. in order to sell it to you. 
I wonder how effective it will be in practice because I'm I've certainly heard in the past of of uh, relatively easy backdoors and certain situations in which Apple has caved in on some of its policies in terms of data collection and sharing things with the government. Um, but they've they've relatively stood fast, at least as far as we know, even in the past uh, when they refused to share information in, in certain instances. Uh, even in cases where it was in connection to somebody committing a crime, Apple was like, you know, what? we're not going to give you that information. I mean, you really have to, if, if anything, they would have to prove it through a warrant or something like that. And they would have to arrest the suspect and, and get a lot of other evidence, I would imagine, in order to even think about getting that sort of information from Apple. Um, well, everyone has rights to privacy, so yes. theoretically... It shouldn't be that easy to get your information. That, that, but that's the beauty of Facebook, isn't it? I mean, you. This is all information that you're willingly giving to them. From Zuckerberg's perspective, that's the beauty of Facebook. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, think about this. I want to. I want to finish this thought about how your data is collected. It uses your location settings, but it doesn't. Many people have have had this idea that uh, your your phone is listening to you. Social media is listening to you. The microphone is on. Uh, the camera is on. And that is that is generally not thought to be the case. And that's generally not thought to be true. That would be a, a major intrusion by these social media companies that I'm sure if they were ever found out, there would be severe penalties for something like that. But they're slick because what they do actually is they use your location settings, which you willingly, uh, which you willingly share in many cases, whether you want to or not, in order to use those apps. And they, they figure out who you're interacting with by, based on their location settings and based on your relations with them, according to social media, uh, essentially the platforms that you use that those people might also use. And so the example that was put to, to the, the audience that I will put to the audience in this thread uh, is that it takes, say, you go to your mother's house and your mother brushes her teeth with a, a certain brand of toothpaste. Social media knows this because your mother might have her Facebook account connected to some, some uh, commerce website where she buys her, her toothpaste, Amazon or, or something else, what have you. And this is where the connections come in. It will then, in, in, in theory, it will then very likely start to offer you that same brand of toothpaste in ads. So whether or not you're talking about that thing, as long as you've looked for that thing in the past, bought for that, bought that thing in the past, or somebody that you know has bought that thing in the past and that you interact with by your location settings, you, you will be personalized many, many ads um, in this way that's a very, very, a very deep invasion of privacy uh, in, in, I mean, I would say it's a it's a pretty deep invasion of privacy when somebody is basically tracking your every movement, even though we and I all kind of willingly accept it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, the power of information, pretty much, um, and information that you're willingly giving up. Um, it 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 puts. It, it, it puts Facebook and all of these other social media providers like I said, on, on, a, on, a, on a different platform when it comes to moral responsibility. Um, Do you it, think so? I want to ask you a question. Well, I want to go back a little bit, maybe before right. you finish this thought, if that's okay with you. No, go ahead. Uh, 
Do you think Donald Trump should have been banned from Twitter? Jack Dorsey, decided, well, Jack Dorsey apparently ultimately decided to do that after you know, the January 6th insurrection. At first, just on its surface, um, again, before Jan- – I think to me, like I said before, January 6th was kind of my my line of demarcation when it comes to this. I think before that day, it, I felt one way where I said, you know what, it – this guy's an asshole, but he has the right to be an asshole on social media. After January 6th, granted, First Amendment free speech rights have been compromised, but I've changed my mind more so because you mentioned before, Facebook and all these companies are private. They have the ability to ban and to accept whatever they want on their platforms. And it got into a point where Trump basically used it for, I, I, I wouldn't want to say for evil, but you said it before, he weaponized social media to a point where people literally stormed the Capitol and tried to kill people that tried to run this country. So, yeah, I think that when it becomes used by someone for that purpose and that person has that much of a following, that it essentially can be detrimental to how we live. Yeah. I think in that instance, he should have been banned. I think he still should be banned. Okay. Um, yeah, I do. Well, that's the moral dilemma though. I want to, I want to point this out because I'm on the fence. I'm very much on the fence and I'm leaning towards, I don't think he should have been banned. And uh, the reason that I say that is because that, that ends up giving Jack Dorsey a tremendous amount of power. Doesn't it? I mean, it it gives him a tremendous amount of power. If he can censor the leader of the free world, who is still the president at that time, and tell him you are not allowed to to have any sort of outgoing communication to your voters, people voted for him, regardless of whether or not he actually won the popular vote. We're not here to argue that. He won the Electoral College, which is still the system that we abide to in this country. So I lean towards more so no. He should not have been banned from Twitter. Well, and it's unfortunate that I actually, in a, in a way, it's unfortunate that I have to say that um, because I think it's also, I mean, this is why we're having this conversation, even though this conversation is steeped in hypocrisy and that might be a hypocritical statement. We're having this conversation because of the power, in essence, that social media companies and people like Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey now wield. Again, well, the yes. The power of nations, the power of nations, absolutely, I would say. I don't know if you agree on that point. Well, the thing is, I, I I kind of agree and I disagree with you because, yes, there is free speech and, yes, it gives power to one individual, one council, if you will, of people at a particular social media company. But at the same time, it's not like Donald Trump or any other person who uses social media for evil, so to speak, doesn't have other platforms with which to continue their speech. Donald Trump could buy a television network. He can speak on his own and talk about his, he can air his grievances 24 hours a day. He has the money. He talks ad nauseum about how rich he is by a network. You can do it that way. You can control and regulate whatever you want. You can, you can write an editorial. He, he can open this. He can have his own website. There are many other ways and platforms by which Donald Trump can do whatever it is he wants to do. Social media, that's why for me, I have no problem now with him being banned. Again, it's a private company. 
those people can do what they want. He has many other options. They may not be as popular, but he's not banned from speaking. He, he can hell. He can stand in a soapbox in the middle of Times Square if he wants to, and he can see whatever he wants to. He still has freedom of speech. He just doesn't have that freedom of speech on a private platform. And that's that company's. That company can do what they want to do. If it's something where it's a for, I guess another fine line you can draw is what would you constitute Facebook and other social media platforms as types of journalism? Because that could also kind of muddy the waters as well. If you, Donald Trump was essentially crafting policy through Twitter. Um, You're the president of the United States for Christ's sakes. I mean, and that was my argument about this whole thing. He has a bully pulpit. He can say whatever he wants to by any means necessary. Facebook and Twitter aren't the only way to get your message across. So if I know he's crying, he wants to get back on social media. Hey, figure out another way. That's all I have to say. He doesn't have to use social media to get his point across. It's the most effective, but it's not the only. So you don't, but you don't think that again, it's, it's a little bit too much power in the hands of somebody like the heads of Twitter and Facebook and, and, and all of those social media platforms to be able to do that. I mean, it is the the other side of the coin. It, it, right? it is it is but at the same time again this is the power we've given to them if you don't if you don't read facebook if you don't if you don't read twitter it's not going to have as much of an influence on you if you get your news and you get your information on twitter and facebook i mean well hell yeah like what do you what do you what do you expect you know maybe if, if you watch the actual news i know that some people think that that's you know just as bad nowadays but you know it's it social media is what you make of it Right. So if that's if that's something that you use and you see that as gospel, well, then, OK, everything that you see on there is going to be, you know, the God's honest truth. Certainly not gospel. I mean, I definitely use Facebook to sort of organize some of the news that I read since, you know, I'm not. But there are a lot of people of who watching use it. The there are a lot of people who use Facebook as their primary source of information. Um, rather than the sources that they're linking to that have their own sources from the you know, associated. Or associated rather, press or something like that, where you can at least generally expect, or rather than watching the, the news, or, or or rather than watching the news, and you know, and well, I don't, I don't agree with you as we've discussed in the past about watching, uh, you know, entire network. Well, no, I mean, when I say news, in this instance, news networks, I prefer okay. local local news. If well, so I was going to say in this instance, or, when I say news, I mean like your regular. Like local network news, just for or national national like network events. news in many in many cases can be a good source of news. I mean, PBS is a good source of television news. That's probably one of the best ones you can find out there. Like I said, there is information is out there, and social media is what you make of it. You know, you're you're you talk about. And I said it before. You know, my lack there of of I guess fully embracing social media. You know, a lot of, you know, part of that is by design. You know, I don't really want to fall into, okay, this this rabbit hole of, well, okay, this is what I saw on Facebook or this is what I saw on Twitter. Therefore, okay, this now shapes how I think of certain things. I, I have relatives. You have enough, you have enough critical thinking skills to, to reject something that, that is not even, maybe, maybe not reject, but to, to understand when something is an attempt at pulling the wool over your eyes. Well, I do, but I I know people. I have friends and family members. People I thought also had that ability that apparently don't. Um, you know, they're relatives of mine that Burn. basically 
you know, sorry, kind of sorry questions, relatives. Sorry. I'm not saying all my relatives or all people I know, but I'm just saying that there are people I know that and I'm sure you do too. Sure. That have said, you know, per Facebook and then you know, throw something at you that's totally false, that you know is totally false. But because yeah. they get their information or a majority of their information or their news from a Facebook or social media platform, that's what shapes their 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 thinking and the way they look at the world from anecdotes and that's something that i would rather just not really want to immerse myself in fully i don't think the anecdotes of facebook are completely useless though because as i've discussed on this episode before i think that facebook is a good way to 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 i mean it clearly i think somebody like donald trump understood this facebook is a good way to understand certain trends in this country or in, in, in certain places and regions, um, when it comes to your friends, your peers, your coworkers, there's, if you're friends with them on Facebook, I feel like that was one of the things that I understood in 2015 when I've talked about, well, as I've talked about before, I didn't have as much confidence as many people that Donald Trump was, was not going to be president of the United States. So there is, you know, that level as well that you can think about in terms of, of social media. Um, but I want to I want to kind of close out here with how social media we've been talking about this for the entire episode, how it has monopolized communication. And for that, we have to kind of bring WhatsApp into the equation. Um, WhatsApp is probably more ubiquitous and then Facebook. Uh, let's find the numbers on that. Let's pull that up. Let's do some research on that. Do you have a WhatsApp account? I have a WhatsApp account, oddly enough, because of my folks. Um, one thing, as you mentioned, WhatsApp, that I didn't realize until I saw my folks a little while back was how dependent uh, or how big WhatsApp was in certain communities. Um, I think I mentioned before, you know, my folks are from the Caribbean and WhatsApp for them and for a lot of people with relatives and others that are outside of the United States. That's a very direct form of communication. Um, it's Especially cheaper. outside of the United States. It's, yeah. it's a yeah. way that indeed like um, some majorities of many countries, I hear like upwards of 90% in some cases, yeah. use WhatsApp as their primary form of communication. Not even calling people, not even texting people, just like, yeah. hey, what's up on WhatsApp? So that was a, a huge that was I mean it was not just a monopoly in the United States. In the United States it's actually not that big of a monopoly. But when you consider the fact that it's kind of skirting the the antitrust laws and monopoly laws in the United States to a certain extent, when Facebook, again, talking about their worldwide power, they have a billion users. They have two billion users overall. Um and they have about a billion people that regularly use WhatsApp as their f primary form of communication. There was an article I read earlier this week. Like I said, Facebook's had quite the week. Um, the first outage <laughs> of the week, I think that took place on Monday um, for, I think, the six-hour period that it was. Um, there were there's an article I read where they basically said I, I have to say I didn't really feel the outage as much as a lot of other people did. I was at work at the time, um, but for a lot of people outside of this country, 
it was like their world had shut down for an entire day. Um, I think I read that, you know, the country of India uses Facebook a hell of a lot um, as far as WhatsApp, uh, probably, probably I more. Mean, yeah, I mean, sorry. I mean, WhatsApp. Yeah. As, oh, as far as right. you know, um, doctors use WhatsApp in order to schedule and set up appointments. You know, other businesses, small businesses use it as a form of communication with their customers and to set things up for their day. So being shut down for even an hour in in those countries, you know, it's like being shut out of your world, essentially. And it's it's a lot bigger deal outside of America than, yeah, I thought, too. Um, I didn't realize I knew WhatsApp was a big deal, but. You know, as it's very interesting that you wanted to focus on that at this point as opposed to the others. Yeah, internationally, it's it, it was a huge hit. And I mean, I don't really use WhatsApp so so much, but clearly, I mean, <laughs> what at least a billion people do on the regular, it's a big deal. It's and the funny deal. and the funny thing is, I'm not crazy, right? WhatsApp wasn't created by facebook right it was a company that they bought just like instagram right they yeah. bought instagram they bought whatsapp mm-hmm. and they more or less i guess you know if you couldn't be them you buy them and they just followed that into you know the rest of their holdings but it just it's just another tentacle that facebook has in order to control your everyday life and it's not even in, in for in a first world country it can happen you know in in, in countries that aren't as wealthy as this one uh for different reasons it's very facebook has tentacles everywhere man it's just it this if this week didn't prove it um i don't know what would i mean it, you have to also consider and i don't have the numbers on this but i'm sure that a lot of people if they don't use whatsapp for their form of communication they use they use facebook messenger, messenger. 1.3 billion users worldwide yeah. um and uh, probably to some extent, even Instagram and its services in terms of, you know, sliding into people's DMs. That's some other way that they can use to communicate with people that was as well also down uh, when all of these companies went down uh, just a few days ago. Um, for for your reference, WhatsApp was acquired by uh, Facebook in February of 2014 and Instagram was acquired by Facebook in April of 2012. Uh, just for your reference here, this is how much they paid for these two companies. This is uh, from Wikipedia, and I'm uh, trusting trusting Wikipedia with its references to to give me the correct numbers. But Facebook acquired Instagram for one billion dollars in 2012, April of 2012, and acquired uh, WhatsApp. and And this makes sense when you think about how ubiquitous it is. There's that word again. Uh, acquired WhatsApp in February 2014 for 19 billion dollars. So man, yeah. And Facebook billion. has 19 billion to spend and still have money left over. Easy That's money. how much money we're giving to these companies, people. Think about that. Easy Willingly. <laughs> easy, easy, easy money to spend. And also, um, you know, my brother, who I do the Get Geek podcast with, uh, you know, this is another sacrifice you make. I talked about VR and, and how that's a thing now. And Facebook uh, owns Oculus VR and bought Oculus VR in 2014 for $2.3 billion, uh, which they released a, a virtual reality headset. The Oculus Quest, I think, was the first one, but Oculus has had uh, many different iterations of its VR headset. And you have to sign into Facebook to use the Oculus Quest, their wireless VR option. And by the way, it's very cool. And that's how they get you. 
you know, another way, right? Do you have a, do you have a choice? Uh, you do not. Oh, so you can't get around signing. Damn, you can't get around signing into Facebook for that, huh? Uh, there is some someone that has created a way that I have not read about or observed to get around it. But that was relatively recently, in the last week or so, is when I heard the news. So I don't think that it was something that happened too far back. Wow. So that's another way in which they are involved in in just about everything you do in gaming and many other things that Mark Zuckerberg wants to get into, including AI, which many other companies want to get into as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's that's just absolutely bonkers when you think about how reliant so many people around the world are on these messaging apps, how many people in America are reliant on Facebook and Instagram, including, again, us to market themselves or their businesses or their projects or whatever else it is. I mean, you know, it, it would almost be comical if I were to end the podcast at this point and start plugging us on social media. Uh, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that in a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, that is something that is is really, really, it makes you pause and think. I've definitely had my Facebook account deactivated in the past uh, for some months and some time periods. I don't know if I can do that now, having to do the podcast and having to connect with people from the podcast uh, or use Facebook Messenger or other ways that are my only way to communicate with certain people, because that's the other thing too, right? Um, I mean, I don't know what the way forward is other than if you want Facebook to go away, it's it's all about deleting your account forever, essentially. And that's the only way that you can get rid of a company like this. Well, I'll say this much. Um, I was reading, uh, what was it, this week also was the whole whistleblower thing where uh, someone essentially from the inside of Facebook, at least a former employee, decided to speak out on, well, all, all the quite a few of the things that Facebook more or less knew uh, they were doing uh, that were negative as far as far as um, well what they were doing to the world <laughs> let's put it that way um, yes, uh, Frances Haugen recently came forward she used to work mm-hmm. for Facebook and she has uh, revealed even though many things have been revealed in the past I think this is the first time that someone has officially revealed to the US government using the whistleblower laws uh, many things that Facebook was was supposedly, allegedly, I, I will say, aware of in terms of the effects that it has on mental health, the effects that it has in terms of misinformation, in terms of its influence there, the effects that, that apps like Instagram have on teenagers, especially young women, uh, specifically on their self-esteem, on their body image, mm-hmm. uh, on things of that nature, and uh, how they use those things, again, to to use this word again, how they weaponize those in order to bring in users, in order to to hook people on these social media platforms. So, I mean, yeah, like that's that's another huge angle in regards to it. That's indeed the reason why we're speaking about this now. I think they had said something also about how um, Facebook was trying to set up, uh, I guess, an Instagram kids sort of uh, platform where mm-hmm. they would have play dates in order to try to see how they can shill ideas. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it just kind of boggles the mind. It's, it's, it's quite amusing. The, uh, what was the name? Francis Hogan. I think, uh, she was saying essentially the bug stops with Mark. Mm-hmm. Wall street loves Facebook. Um, they are very profitable. 
Uh, they're one of the more reliable companies. Even when there are controversial and negative issues that Facebook seems to uh, be involved with, most more often than not, they weather the storm. I've uh, owned, I've owned, and made money off of Facebook stock. I've divested myself of Facebook since, but I've, I've, for full full disclosure, I've owned Facebook stock. Well, make some Wall Street money. So, what was it? There is um, an article I came across. I think it was on CNBC. Uh, dot com that said that Facebook made twenty nine billion dollars, twenty nine billion in the second quarter alone of twenty twenty one, up from fifty six percent from the year prior, with a net profit of more than ten billion. Advertisers and other uh, and other companies and other investors, I should say, have yet to be scared away from all the stuff that's happened this week. Uh, you would figure that for all the negative press that Facebook's gotten um, and two outages in the span of five days that that would be a little bit of a cause for pause for some investors and advertisers. No, it always recovers. It always recovers. And if anything, people see this more as an opportunity to buy into Facebook stock because I think Facebook stock has decreased in value shortly. But I mean, investors now say, okay, well, it means it's that it's just that much cheaper. So when it weathers this most recent storm, we'll be on the ground floor for this stock at this point and we'll make that much more money. It's reliable stock. This is when institutional investors who've had Facebook for a long time are, are, are collecting their profits and uh, selling a little bit of that bag to to more retail investors like myself or yourself or or other people who are in our, our income bracket, as it were. But you know, that's it's another opportunity essentially for the 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 transfer of wealth to a certain extent. But that's another conversation altogether. I mean, it is crazy that they they make this this uncanny amount of money, ten million dollars in profit in a year is a hell of a lot. Ten billion. Ten billion, yeah. No, no, I, I, I don't know if I sounded like I said ten million, but ten billion is a oh. ridiculous amount, amount, amount of money. I mean, can you imagine making twenty billion dollars in three months? I mean, that's insane. I mean, good for them. I mean, you know, in the name of capitalism, <laughs> that's fantastic. Clearly, they're doing something right. And you know, when you you, you, you saw, we say all this to say that, I mean, Jesus, they they have a hell of a business model. Right, I mean, whatever the they're doing, the it's, it's foolproof. Whatever it seems the at this point, yeah. You know, if, if there's one thing Mark Zuckerberg, you can say at least in the positive, is that he's a damn good businessman. And think about this: it's Facebook is what, if not, I would say probably one of the very few companies that are owned, or should I say, social media companies that are essentially controlled by one person. Mark Zuckerberg has a controlling stock in Facebook. I think they said I think he has a 55 percent share. Slash, i.e., a controlling interest in the company. You know, most other social media platforms don't really have one investor that calls all the shots. You know, it begins and ends with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, exactly. He has an enormous amount of power, which is which is the point that we've been trying to make for this entire time. I think, if anything, the, notwithstanding all the negative effects that it has on people's mental health, social media, and what it's turned into in that way. It can have some positive effects, I would imagine. I don't know how well studied this is. Um, and again, this is me assuming and talking out of my ass in terms of people's mental health, which is something I am not an expert on. But I think the biggest thing that I I, I take away from this conversation, that I've taken away from, from this situation in the past, is that Mark Zuckerberg really does have way too much fucking power. 
really does. He's got way too much power and maybe way too much money. That's a different conversation um, altogether. But he certainly has way too much power and influence, I would say. Do you think that Facebook should be broken up? Is it a monopoly to you? I think because of the fact that it's it's skirting sort of American antitrust laws by not being a monopoly in terms a total monopoly in terms of social media communication platforms like WhatsApp, I think that that's skirting it. And I think that there's a consideration we are in a global economy. This is a globalized world. I think we have to consider the fact that WhatsApp is a monopoly worldwide. When you have that many fucking users, when a quarter of the planet, essentially more than a quarter of the planet is is on your communication platform and one one seventh of the planet relies on that social media platform on an almost daily basis in order to communicate i would absolutely agree that somehow there and you know i i'm no expert on how this could be done legally either or who could become the controlling interest in a company like this or 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 what would happen in terms of breaking whatsapp away from facebook and maybe instagram as well i don't know if i i if we had that conversation, WhatsApp, I think, is the more important thing to talk about here. But I, I, I absolutely think that in some way, the power of Facebook to control communication on this planet needs to be limited to a certain extent. It's and any company, of- any company that uses, I don't know how many G, many people rely on Gmail. I do. But I don't know any company that, that it has that sort of global influence. There has to be a consideration. It's kind of the way you describe uh, WhatsApp. It kind of sounds like how uh, AT and T used to be back in the day, no. where it, yeah, where it was uh, yeah the only game in town, and they pretty much had to be deregulated in order to stimulate competition. Except I mean, worldwide, which is why they can get around it here in America. Yeah, yeah. Um, crap! I'm trying to find a quote. That uh, was made earlier this week. It's driving me crazy. I can't find it right now. But basically, it kind of sums up Facebook in a nutshell as far as the positive. I, I guess it's, yeah, as far as the positives and negatives. Um, it says here, basically, I think I'm just to kind of quote from uh, what uh, Francis Hogan had said earlier this week. Um, she said something to the effect of, Facebook's products uh, harm children, stoke division, and weaken our democracy and put profit over moral responsibility. These problems are solvable. A safer free speech respecting more enjoyable social media is possible. Uh, Facebook can change, but is clearly not going to do so on its own. Congress can change the rules that Facebook plays by and stop the many harms it's causing. Um, It's something, I guess I'll paraphrase because uh, something else that she had said was for as much division, for as much hatred, and for as much negativity uh, that Facebook has put out into the world, it also is a force for good because on that same platform, you can see, you know, pictures of babies, you know, for the first time, pictures of celebrations and happy things, um, which is, as mentioned before, seemingly what the original intent of Facebook was for. So, you know, it's it's a blessing and a curse, but again, it's something I have the beholder, isn't it? It is what you make of it. I would say that that's absolutely one hundred percent the case, which is why we decided to behold uh, the influence of companies like Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram, or the influence of a company like Facebook 
that owns WhatsApp and Instagram and many other companies, including Oculus VR, on today's podcast. Hey, y'all, check us out on Facebook. At Positive yeah, Having said all of that. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. As check us out on Facebook and Instagram. We don't have a WhatsApp. So, ha. Fuck you, Yet. Facebook. Yet. <laughs> we also have a TikTok. We have a TikTok, guys. I don't know what the hell's on there yet. I I'm not even really sure what I've been doing with it, but we, it exists. Uh, you can check us out on all your favorite social media platforms <laughs> yes. at Positively Cynical. You can hashtag us, Positively Cynical or Positively Cynical Podcast, by using Google, another wonderfully ubiquitous platform, or Bing, which nobody fucking uses. If you want, use Bing so that you'll feel better. Or hell, use all the social media you want. That's what it's there for, right? We can use it for positive. There it's you America. Go. It's America, damn it. You can use whatever fucking social media you want, including Parler. But we're not on Parler. I'm afraid. That's going to be a whole different conversation. I don't think Parler is even in existence anymore. I think it got. No, I think it, I think it is. I think it's just. It doesn't have a web server. The company, that was, the company that was providing them web services said, no, fuck you. Go to hell. No, but I think they found I think they found a way around that. I don't think it's the same way it used to be, but I think it's it's a different version of itself. And essentially, they're kind of like, we would not be regulated in this way by these people. I, I think it's it's kind I of like a weird form of itself that's still out there. But I, I don't think regardless. so, but I actually honestly don't care right now. I was going to say, who cares? Anybody else does. <laughs> um, so fuck all that. Like I said, thanks for, for checking us out. We have been recording remotely, so you can slide into our DM, DMs on our social media platforms uh to give us some feedback again that includes facebook instagram and twitter at positively cynical uh comment on our post like rate share and subscribe to our post because that's the only way that anybody can ever succeed in this planet is to be on social media i'm being slightly sarcastic when i say that but again i am plugging this while we talk about those social media platforms and certainly go on to apple podcasts and rate and review us in order to let people know that you love our podcast on social media that's shitting on social media platforms. I can't have this. I can't have these thoughts in my head anymore. I'm going to malfunction. So I'm just going to end it here. Yeah. I think it's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> the irony and the hypocrisy is killing me. It is. It is definitely killing me. This is hypocritical. <laughs> Jose signing off question. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Question. Same time next time. <laughs> We're out of here. We're out of here. Take care, y'all. Thanks for listening. And y'all have a wonderful day, week, month, year. Peace.